Hi, everybody, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. My name is Jenna, and if this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I hope you like what you hear. And if you're a repeat listener, thank you so much for listening again. I really appreciate it. And I really, really am enjoying recording these podcasts. And um, I hope you get something out of it, or maybe just, you know, it occupies your time for a little while. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Today, one of the things I wanted to talk about, or I guess the main thing I wanted to talk about is about reboots. And I'm not talking necessarily in the sense of a television or movie reboot. um, But that's what gave me this idea. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how I inadvertently, I guess you could say, rebooted my life in a way, or at least my adulthood. Um, So I was looking online and I saw an article about how there was more than 30 rebooted television series in the last year. And I thought, oh my gosh, like why, why are there so many reboots of television shows? Are we like yearning for the past? Are we getting all nostalgic or what's the reason? Or are we just not creative or the people, I guess, making television shows and movies not creative, right? I don't think that's the situation. I just think that people probably do like the idea of that comfort of what they had maybe when they were growing up or things like that. I'm not exactly sure. But I started thinking about myself because I'm a narcissist like that. Not really. But um, I started thinking about how the fact that like, if I look back in my life, 12, 15, from about 15 years ago or so, and all the things that have changed to get me to where I am today, I kind of did my own little reboot. And it wasn't on purpose. It was more of like a forced situation. So I wanted to share a little bit about those experiences. And hopefully, maybe it sparks something for you, or it's just a good story to hear and you move on. But I really hope that you get something out of the story that I have. Um, Hopefully, it doesn't get too emotional, too sappy. It might. So I guess that's like the explicit warning on this is that it could get sappy. And there is an E for explicit on my podcast channel. And that is really just because sometimes I do drop a few bad words here and there. So I try not to but hey, I'm only human. But anyways, okay, enough of that. So how I rebooted my life by accident, I guess is where I'm going with this. So Let's go back to the beginning. I'm going to give you a very, very brief, non-hopefully boring uh, little recap of my life to now in a very short manner. So I was born in Las Vegas. My dad was in the military, moved around. I graduated high school in Idaho, graduated college in Arizona, moved to Las Vegas in 2004, and back to Las Vegas in 2004. Uh, got married to husband number one in 2005, got divorced in 2012, got remarried to husband number two, the best ones, you know, sorry, it's just how I feel because it's my current husband. I love him to death. And he's the most amazing thing ever. And then I'm going to get more to that uh, in 2017. And in there, I also had my amazing son in 2007. So um Basically, that's my life in a very, very short little small nutshell, right? But I think for me, my life has always been like a plan, right? So 
when I was, my mom tells this story, I want to say when I was like five or six, and we lived here in Las Vegas at the time. And my grandmother, my Nana, as as she was called, um, she lived in upstate New York, and she was going to come to visit us. And, you know, like back in the 80s. So let's, let's think about in the 80s, right, where Oh, Alf was on and, you know, those kind of shows and whatever. And, um, and you had to book your airline tickets, you know, it was a whole big ordeal booking airline tickets and all this stuff. Uh, obviously it wasn't a click of a mouse or on your phone like it is now. And, uh, my Nana was coming to visit us here in Las Vegas from upstate New York. And it was probably like two months or three months out. I mean, you know, these things were planned out. And I remember my mom saying, Oh, guess what? Nana's going to come to visit for Christmas time. And this was probably realistically September, October. So two, three months in advance. And I remember asking, and I vividly remember this and I was like five years old and I'm like, who's going to pick her up from the airport? And my mom's like, okay, Jenna, it's fine. Like, we'll pick her up from the airport. I'm like, well, what time does she get here? How are we going to get her? Like, is it my bedtime? You know, it was all those types of questions that I had as a five-year-old. So I think that was when um, my mom realized that she was raising a planner in so many respects, right? So I have always been a planner. When I was in the sixth grade, um, the town that I lived in, uh, was pretty, it was a pretty small town and, um, it was, I think there was probably like 5,000 ish people at the time. I could be way wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what's in my mind. So that's probably pretty accurate actually. And sixth grade, 12 years old. And it used to be this thing where we could go and, um, even though we lived like out in town, but it was still like, you know, two miles up the road, like more in the suburban part of this little town, um, we would walk to town. So there's always be like me and like friends and whatever. And that was like the thing you do. You walk to town and you go to Kings, which was like the Kmart, Walmart y kind of store back in the day there, you know, all family owned. Like there was a little Main Street. It was super cute. Actually it wasn't that cute. I mean it it's probably a lot cuter now because there's that resurgence. But anyways, um anyways, we'd go to King's and this and that. And I remember there was a photography studio like on the way walking back towards home. And I was like, oh, I want to go in there and get some pricing information for my senior pictures. Now, I was 12. I was in the sixth grade. And I was like already thinking like, well, I wonder who's going to shoot my senior pictures when I graduate from high school, because that was a big thing. And they had the pictures in the window. And uh, I remember I went in and I was with a friend and I was like, yeah, I'm really interested in like getting some information I want to give to my parents about um, pictures. And this guy is like looking at this 12-year-old girl and he's like, okay. Uh, he's like, how about your mom comes in and asks, you know, kind of being a total dick actually. And I was just like, well, no, I'm just curious to know like how much it costs for senior pictures and stuff like that. And he's like, um, what grade are you in? I'm like six. And he's like, okay, so how about you come back when you're in high school? And I was just like, okay, rude. And (laughs) I mean, and I get why he was, he's like, I'm not wasting my time with this 12 year old. I get it. But on the other side, it obviously I am much past my high school and college and much later on in my life right now. And I still remember that. 
And wouldn't you know, when I graduated high school or when I was a senior in high school, a lot of people went to the in-town guy and I was like, no, he was a total ass to me. So no pass. So, so I was already planning my senior pictures out from the time I was, uh, in the sixth grade. And, um, so that's just who I am. I've just always been a planner. My mom and my dad told me from a very young age that the way I was going to go about things in my life was really going to be, I was going to graduate high school, then I was going to graduate college, then I was going to get a really good job, then I was going to get married, then I was going to have children. And then, you know, it was like that. That was when, that was how my life was going to go. So there was never even an option for me to ever consider not going to high school, not going to college. And I know people do and, or don't, I should say, but that was never just for me. It was always like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. It was like, that was just who I was. It, it was, that was my plan. Also in sixth grade, apparently it was a turning point for me in my life. Uh, we had gone on a family trip to Arizona to visit my aunt and uncle and they lived at Flagstaff at the time. And um, my aunt was going there to get her master's in education. And she took me to the Northern Arizona University campus and said, oh yeah, look, you know, this is the library. So she took me to the library and she took me actually to the school of communication. And I thought, okay, well, this is where I'm going to go to college. And from the time I was in sixth grade, I knew I was going to go to NAU and I knew I was going to major in communications. And so when I graduated high school, I had already been accepted to NAU and that was what I did. So I've always been a planner, I guess is my whole point. So in I left college right on time, four years later, 2003, and I met a boy and I moved here to Las Vegas and I got a job in advertising, which was what... Um, my major was, was advertising and uh, public relations as well. So I got a job at an advertising agency and then I got a job at another advertising agency. And then I married the guy and I was like, okay, things are working out. And then I had the baby, which I was very surprised. I didn't, that was not planned. And I didn't think I was ever going to be able to have children, but that's another story. So then I had the baby and we bought a house and, you know, it was all those things, right? So then my career kind of uh, jumped a little bit more um, in that in 2008. Of course, that was not the best time uh, in the world or in the United States, and especially here in Las Vegas with the market the way it was. So I was able to actually stay at home, kind of forced. So that wasn't part of my plan because <laughs> I got laid off from the ad agency I was working for. But ultimately, I was able to get a really great position as an advertising and marketing manager for a hotel casino on Fremont Street in Las Vegas. And then things started going really south for me. Um, things just with my husband, our marriage was really collapsing consistently on a daily basis. We did not have much money at all, even though we both worked really hard. Um, I don't know. Neither one of us, I guess, was the best with money. So things that was not in my plan was to constantly be broke, um, constantly worrying about if the power was going to get turned off. So that was that was definitely not something that I planned. And then in 2011, I started working. I left that job and I started working at my actual current position um, that I've been at now for eight and a half years, uh, planning events and working communications for a large scale master plan community in Las Vegas. So with that being said, my life kind of fit the whole 
like, okay, here I have this, I have this another great job because I had a great job and, and then I left that great job and I got another great job. And that new job, which like I said, I've been at for eight and a half years is all about planning. So it really fit me really well. What I didn't have uh, exactly planned for was the day when my husband came home and said he wanted a divorce. So that was not something that was in my plan, even though I have to say it's, I mean, when I look back, it wasn't being, I mean, it wasn't really shocking. We were in a very terrible space in our marriage. Neither one of us were happy. Uh, we were in marriage counseling. And like I said, we just, we just, we were not happy. We were not a happy couple. Um, we were really good at pretending we were in front of people. So I think a lot of people were really surprised, uh, when we did separate, but ultimately if anyone knew us fairly well, they weren't surprised at all. Right. So I was not prepared for that. I was not planned. That was not, (laughs) that was not in my plan. Um, subsequently I ended up, you know, my, my ex-husband and I separated and I ended up renting a house in the same neighborhood that we were that our house was in and I really had to restart my life. So that was where my reboot started. I literally left him with, I mean, I didn't leave him. He was the one that asked for the divorce, but when we left, when we separated, I left basically almost all the furniture at our house. Almost. I mean, I left all the dishes. I took very little things. I took stuff from my son, like the bed, his bed in his bedroom, because my mom had bought that bed for him and, um, and Jack's grandma had a bed in storage. That was like a family, like antique bed or whatever. So she got that. So we worked it out, but for the most part, I mean, I had nothing. I literally started my whole life over again and I was 32 years old, not even 31. And I had to start everything. Like I literally, most of the, the only good part was at least like some of the, um, the power and, and like water and all that kind of stuff was in my name. So I was able to transfer that to my new house, but literally I had to start all over from scratch. Um, I remember going to Walmart and looking at dishes and it's not like I had a lot of money because now boom, I went from a double income family, dual income family to single family. And I make decent money. I mean, I really do. But at that time, you know, when you're used to having two incomes, even though we never had enough money, regardless, it, it didn't matter. But you're still used to that. And the way our pay schedules were was like, I got paid, he got paid. I mean, we both got paid every other week, but we were on opposite pay schedules. So that was really great. So we're always getting paid. Um, so now it's all me. And now I'm this single parent and I have to start all over again, but I still have a little reminder in my son who was five of the life that I no longer had. And I still lived in the same neighborhood of the life that I no longer had. And that you guys was so incredibly hard. It was probably the lowest of low I have ever been in my life in a way. So what I did was, um, to be honest, I probably drank a little too much at times when Jack was at his dad's house. And, um, I really started thinking about what I wanted for myself. And that was something that I don't think I had ever done realistically before in a way. I mean, I had, um, just because, you know, I knew I wanted to go into communications or I knew I wanted this job or, or, you know, that kind of thing. But realistically, I had never thought about like, what do I want? 
what do I want in a partner? What do I want in myself? What do I want for myself? Um, what do, you know, how do I feel about this TV show even? You know, I had, I had always been worried about planning and worrying about other people and how to, you know, make sure things were happening the way they were supposed to be. I never really thought about what I really needed for me. And it was not easy. I mean, I have to say it was not easy at all to go and sit there on the couch that my parents thankfully got me from Craigslist because that was very nice of them to do. Um, and sit there in this little house that I was renting and be like, how did I get here? And what do I want for myself? So of course, I think you go through those seven stages of grief, right? Like, you know, you deal with like the sadness and the anger and the, I can't believe this is happening. And then you start coming to a resolution of, of this is, this is my life and am I okay with it? And if I'm not okay with it, what am I going to do to change it? So one of the things that I knew that I really wanted to do to change, you know, some of the way I was feeling was I knew I really deserved a raise. And that was something that was something that I really felt I deserved because I was really working my ass off for my company. And I felt that I should get more money than what I was receiving. And I talked to my boss and I was like, Hey, look, you know, um, and it was, it was, I mean, I did it at the right time. It was like at review time and that kind of stuff. And I was like, Hey, you know, I really feel like I'm a valuable asset to this, to this company. And I would really appreciate it if there was any way to, you know, increase my salary a little bit more than whatever, you know, the 2% was or whatever, two and a half percent that they were, that was kind of being thrown around and he came through and I will always, I will always be thankful for that. He brought me up to where I really needed to be at that time. And I have always been very grateful for that because he recognized that I was, and it wasn't because I, I was now a single mom. It was because I was working my ass off. I mean, I really was. And, um, not as to say, I don't still just, I mean, if any of my, um, bosses are listening, I'm still, yep, that's true. I work very hard. I'm not joking. I really do. But okay. Anyways. So at the time I really, I mean, I was really working hard. And so that was something I knew I wanted. And that was something that I got. Um, I thought I wanted to get back with my ex-husband for a while, you know, and then I realized like, no, I don't want that. I just want what I thought I had lost. You know, I wanted to have my family be whole again. And I didn't want Jack to grow up with divorced parents. And that was what I wanted. But it wasn't like I was overly happy with my ex-husband. Like I said, I mean, we really grew apart. We had a really great big love affair to start. And then boy, reality set in. And it was like, yeah, these two people probably should not have been married. And then wham, bam, now they have a kid. You know, it was one of those situations. So I thought I wanted to be back with him. But I think what I wanted was, like I said, I wanted my family that had been taken away from me in a way, you know, and that was really challenging. So I decided, okay, I don't want to get married again. I don't want to ever take the chance. And I know y'all know I got remarried, but I'll get that. Um, And I was like, I don't want to get married again. I want to be self-sufficient. I felt that I was very, um, and I think like anyone, like we get to, um, 
like you get very comfortable very quickly, right? Like in whatever situation you're complacent, I guess is maybe the word. And so I was like, okay, forget this. I'm never getting married again. I'm never letting myself get to a point where if my husband comes in and tells me he's leaving me, I am screwed and I am, you know, all of that stuff. Like I wasn't going to let that happen to me again. So I knew I didn't want to get married again. Absolutely no way. No how. Did not want to get married again. And honestly, for for quite some time, I was like... I am not falling in love again either. Like I will go out and I will let, I will let gentlemen take me out on nice dates and buy me food and maybe a few cocktails here and there. But no, I am, I am single and that's how I'm going to be. And I'm certainly not going to let anyone, um, treat my kid bad or, you know, any of that stuff. I was like, I'm not dealing with any of that. I am just going to make this happen. So so those were two of the things that I was very sure of. And, um, and then I met my husband, my current husband, my only, my, my last husband, he, he will be my last husband, I guarantee it. Um, so mark my words on this, on this podcast. So for me, I found myself, I think a lot, I reflected a lot in between the time when my ex-husband and I separated and ultimately got divorced before I started dating my, my, who's now my husband. And then, um, even like, while like, while we were dating, there was definitely big walls up on both of our ends. But I think for me, I just, I just didn't, I wanted to be for me and for Jack, of course. And I took a lot of steps to do that. So like I said, I had asked for a raise and then, um, my credit, because like I said, my ex-husband and I were terrible with money. It was ridiculous and we shouldn't have been. And I just don't know why, because we both come from very good homes. And I mean, you know, I don't know if it was just like, I guess I was never really taught. I mean, I was taught about money, but never really taught like, and this is what an IRA is. And this is what a 401k does. And you know, that kind of stuff and not to slam my parents or anything like that. But I don't think they just, I don't think it ever occurred to them to be like, okay, Jenna, this is how you do this. It was kind of like, this is the money that goes in and this is the money that comes out. And that was the situation. Um, but it was never like a lot of like planning or taking good care of your credit. So that was another thing I wanted. I wanted to get my credit back on track. And so I remember I was talking to someone who, who ultimately became one of my bestest friends. She's my lady. And, um, she was telling me like how she, it wasn't that she had bad credit. She just didn't have really any established credit. And so she, she told me, Hey, what I did was I did, um, like through her bank, like a, a, I think it's a secured credit card and it was like for a low amount and then, you know, use it for a little bit and pay it off. You know, it's just like you put $25 on it and pay it off. And so that, and that really helped build her credit. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for giving me that advice. So that's exactly what I did. I went to my bank and I got a secure credit card, which was, you know, I think for a $250 limit. And I was able to actually start building my credit up. And that was something that was really like something I was very ashamed, like ashamed of in the past that, you know, we did not have good credit and we needed help with everything like to, you know, like to get our house, we had to have a co-signer to get a car, we had to have a co you know, it was always that kind of thing. And I felt like I was kind of in a, in a trap. And so I, I really like restarted that and I worked really hard to get that, going. And I'm really proud that I was able to build my credit score up. I mean, I know that sounds, 
maybe that doesn't sound ridiculous. I don't know, but it it really made me very proud of myself that I was able to do that. And, um, and then I was able to qualify for a car, um, you know, on my own. And it was that kind of stuff that those were the things that I really wanted to do for myself. And I didn't have someone else as a partner to have to deal with or or not deal with. I mean, that sounds terrible, but like have to worry about what they were doing to maybe negate some of those actions. And it was all for me. It was, it wasn't about like, well, we need this. It was like, no, I need this or I want this. And, and that was something that I had never really thought about because I was always planning for the future of, okay. And then when this happens, this is going to happen. And then the next time, you know, it was that kind of stuff. And so it was, it was really something like things that I really thought hard about that I really wanted. I knew I really wanted to be able to have a DVR. (laughs) I know that sounds dumb. And we, and my ex-husband, we had a DVR, but I wanted a DVR of things that I wanted to watch. I knew I didn't have a lot of money. So I made the decision to get a smaller television package and I got a DVR and I had a TV that I bought from the thrift, uh, the thrift shop store, store, um, and uh, and I bought this TV, and it was not like a flat screen TV. And I mean, this is we're talking this is like 2013, guys. So it's not like they weren't available, but I just didn't have it. But I knew I wanted the DVR, so I got this TV, and I brought it into my house myself, and I just did that kind of stuff. Um, One of the other things I knew I really wanted to do was I wanted to go back to school. Well, then I decided I didn't want to go back to school um, once I started looking at the scheduling and things like that. But um, but I wanted to learn more. And so I started taking these like classes online that are free um, to learn like how to work on Photoshop and how to do X, Y, and Z. And those were things that I wanted to do for myself. And so I guess when I say I rebooted myself in a way, I just, I did, I stopped planning for certain things and started doing things for myself. I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from my, like spending time with Jack and, you know, all of the things that you do as a parent for your child. It's not about that. It was just more of the things that I had never even thought about doing for myself because I felt I would be selfish or I felt that, you know, oh, if I do this, this is all about me and not about anyone else in this family and that kind of stuff. But I finally, I guess I had the opportunity to really do things the way I wanted to do them. And I had never really done that before because everything that I had done leading up to the time when my ex-husband walked in and said he wanted a divorce was always about what the future had entailed, what, where I was going in the future, what was happening next. You know, it was always about that. It was never about living in the moment. So when I think about the reboot, I guess I definitely think about how I really started living in the moment for myself, for Jack, making myself happy, which ultimately makes me a way better mom. Um, And that's been really beneficial. So now to when I met my husband, um, when we met, I, like I said, I was not interested at all in getting married again, 0%. And then ladies, I made the mistake of telling this man that, and he was like, ding, 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 jackpot. Like, okay, great. This, this girl, she just, we're going to have a good time. We're going to hang out together. And I don't have any of that pressure of wanting, of her wanting to get married. So we must've dated for, let's see. 
So I guess about four months in, um, I knew I was falling in love with him. And then I was really like mad at myself for that. Really mad. Like, I cannot believe I'm falling in love with this guy. And my mom said to me, she's like, yeah, that's okay. You're able to fall in love. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't, you know, I was just like, so like not interested in that, but I really, really loved hanging out with him. And I loved everything we did. And we just always had a good time together. We made each other laugh all the time. It was really easy. It was really, really easy. And then, um, I think there was definitely some time where, where I was like, yeah, this isn't, you know, no, we're not doing this. And so I think there was definitely some probably sabotaging moments between both of us, because I think he was not interested either in the way, like he didn't want to admit that he was having uh, strong feelings for me as well. And um, so it took a while, it took a while. And I think I finally told him I loved him probably eight months after we started dating, maybe seven months. Um, but it took him almost a year. (laughs) So that happened. That was not easy either. I mean, we had definitely in our early part of our relationship, we definitely had some ups and downs because I think neither one of us really wanted to admit like, okay, things are actually happening here. Um, but ultimately, uh, we decided after a lot of discussion and things like that, um, we decided to move in with each other because of Jack, especially I wanted to, you know, the only way I knew that I couldn't keep living like a separate, like this sounds terrible, but I was living like a double life in a way. Like I'm still who, who I am, but I would spend like half the week with my husband when he was just my boyfriend or as everyone knows him, my man friend, um, when he was my man friend. And then when we were, when like I had Jack, when it was my, you know, time with Jack in our, in my, uh, custody agreement with my ex-husband, I wouldn't see my husband or my man friend. Oh, now I'm confusing everyone. Okay. So when I had Jack, I would be at my house. And when I didn't have Jack, I would be at man friend's house. Who's now my husband. Um, so that's, so it was just very challenging for me. I was constantly like back and forth and packing bags and leaving stuff here and there. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I told, I told my man friend, um, I said, here's the deal. Like, I can't do this anymore. And so he was like, Oh, okay. Well, and I was like, okay, so either we move forward forward or we end this. And I guess we both mutually decided we moved to move forward. And there was definitely some nervousness. Um, my husband had never been in a very, I mean, he'd been in relationships, but nothing ever super serious. And he certainly, you know, I mean, this was pretty darn serious. And the fact that here he's met me, I have a child and the whole thing. And he's always been really good with Jack. They've always had a really good relationship, but it was just one of those things where we're going to do this. And this is a big step. And I think it actually was a lot easier than what either one of us would have thought. Um, but some of the things that I think about though, is that the things that were challenging with my first husband are certainly not challenging with my, with my husband now. Um, some of the things that I worried about and the things where I felt like I was lost in my first relationship and not to my ex-husband's fault, honestly, because I did not speak up for what I wanted either at times, you know, um, I'm able to, and I think it's because I had a lot of that self-reflection or that reboot quote unquote. Um, I think that that's really what has made the relationship I have with my husband so beneficial and happy is that he does not, he, 
I don't want to say he doesn't care. He wants me to do whatever it is I want to do. He will go and move to the ends of the earth for me to like this, like this podcast, you know, like every time I do a podcast or I'm upstairs working in my lady lair, as we call it, he's, I mean, most of the time he's home. I I mean, and, and he's like, okay. And, you know, and he's just like so supportive to the point where he was actually the one that got me the, all the podcasting equipment for Christmas. And, you know, that was a year ago and it took me a while to get my act together, but he's, he's the reason why I'm able to do this. And it was the support. And so I feel that I wouldn't have been able to ask for certain things or be able to come and do things like this if I wouldn't have learned from husband number one, and I wouldn't have had that reboot that I had to be able to get to where I am today. So I know that's a lot of like random stories and things like that. But I just want to say like, and like I said, I'm no Tony Robbins. I'm no lifestyle guru. But I really feel that you have to find yourself. And if you find yourself constantly, if you find yourself finding yourself, uh, <laughs> if you find yourself constantly doing and putting everybody else in front of what you want. And if you find yourself constantly planning for things and not living in the moment, you will lose yourself. I know because it happened to me. It absolutely did. And I didn't even know it. And I didn't even realize how much I've changed until I was thinking about the reboots on television. And it's just like, oh, are we just nostalgic? And I'm like, actually, I'm not nostalgic for my past. My past is why I'm here today. And I think we all can appreciate that. And we all have stories like the ones I was just sharing. However, I just highly encourage you to not lose who you are because you're too busy planning for the future and you're missing out on the current. I have a great life. I'm very lucky. And yes, could I have more money in my bank account? Absolutely. Could I have less? Absolutely. You know, and that's nice to say, because there's been times when I've had like nothing in my bank account. So I mean, that's positive. But in my emotional bank account, I am overflowing. Uh, I am so lucky to have a supportive, loving husband who loves my son, who loves Jack way more, not way more, but he loves him, I think more than he loves me. And I would not have it any other way. And I've said that multiple times. He is Jack and, and my husband are the best of friends. They are so, so close. And my husband will do anything for Jack. Like he's his own child and that's wonderful. And I could not ask for anything more in regard to that. But I also have a husband who would do anything for me too. And it doesn't mean like I'm super spoiled because I know I am, but it's not about being super spoiled. It's about knowing what I want and knowing that I have someone that's going to support me. And whether it's a, um, you know, it's, it's not just tangible things. It's not material things. It's about all of the things emotionally, like I said, so I'm full and I, I don't know if I could appreciate it to the extent that I do, um, without the reboot that it took me to get here. So I hope, I hope that helps if you're having something similar, but I just say, Hey, take care of yourself. It's really, I mean, really take care of yourself. Put some of those needs you have first, you know, not always, you know, the best thing, but, but take care of yourself, even if it's just podcasting in your, in your office upstairs in your house. So anyways, that's my podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I do have social medias, so, um, be sure to check me out on Facebook 
and on Instagram, everything with Jenna, um, and everything with Jenna.com. And, um, I'm trying to still figure out the best time to post these. So I think I'm working on a Monday, Wednesday thing right now is what I'm doing. So be on the lookout for new podcasts, uh, coming up soon. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Oh,